There ain't no love in the heart of the city. There ain't no love in the heart of turn. It's a classic move by professional singers to add more R's to words that don't have R's. There ain't no love. It's just love, right? So many singers and so many songs. They put a love. They put an R in that word, love. Elton John, he was masterful with his use of adding R's to most words in all of his songs. Here's a nerve to make kings and. And, Elton, the word is and. Here's a nerve to make kings and Virg burns. Beep, burp, bap, beetle derp. There ain't no love. Episode 162. There ain't no love. What are you doing right now? All right, get a hold of yourself. Settle down. Simmer down. Simmer down now. I'm still floating. Floating from the deluge of the atmospheric river. Isn't that interesting that I was just talking about rain right there? But I was just using very dramatic words that people were using about the rain from a few days ago. Seems like it has rained twice in the last 20 years. And both times just rocked our fucking worlds. You got an atmospheric river coming in from the west as California is going to take a real kick to the nuts. It's going to be quite a deluge. Helen, back to you. And Helen's like, what's a deluge in an atmospheric river? Do you mean heavy rain? Yeah, heavy rain. And I mean heavy rain. And I don't just like the sound of raindrops on the roof. I love it. Creates a certain level of euphoria. I actually feel a glow around me when it's raining and I'm in my sweats under a blanket. Watching football. Or watching my warriors. There's something about my mood that just gets elevated. Next level elevation. And it doesn't happen that often. There's only a few sounds that can elicit that kind of reaction. You probably have some of those sounds in your world too. You know how I know this? Humans are wired this way. Oh yeah. It's called ASMR. Now we're going to do a lesson. ASMR. Grab a pen. Grab a pen. The A is autonomous, and that means it's out of your control. The S is, well, your senses, all of your senses. But let's just focus on the sounds for a moment. The sounds, the raindrops, the endless raindrops on your roof. Uh, The M is meridian. That's like a climax, a peak. The highest level in response is just triggered by something. You're having a response. So ASMR, as I read, there's not a lot of scientific research into this, but ASMR is something I discovered last year because as I was teaching a class on Zoom and all the students were hiding behind their black screens. uh, Videos on? Can we get those videos on? Just want to see that some humans are on my computer screen. Just going to need some videos on. No videos are on. And I assigned something. I said, all right, please analyze and annotate the reading and let's meet back at 1230. Let's meet back. You're probably making a PBJ right now, but let's meet back and analyze this document. 
and in that quiet work time, I forgot to mute myself like a dumb fuck. Hey, Mr. Rosenberg, you forgot to mute yourself. And what did I do? Well, I just went to the kitchen, grabbed a Granny Smith apple, and started chomping down, crunching away. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Granny Smith, it's always been my favorite apple. Now, I'm not here to have an apple debate, but Granny Smith is on top. I do like a Fuji. I do like a Macintosh. I do like a pink lady. I do like a gala or gala. How are you going to pronounce that? A Washington, a Red Delicious. Actually, Red Delicious, if it's mealy, that'll turn me off for about three years. I won't touch another. But yeah, Granny Smith at the top of the mountain, at the top of my Apple Mountain. So I was just crunching and crunching and crunching. And I noticed after a few minutes, and I noticed that that might be annoying. So I actually said to the class, hey, I'm sorry about that. You had to hear me crunching. And one girl just said, I actually liked it. I said, oh. And she said, yeah, some ASMR shit, Mr. Rosenberg. And I said, I don't know what you're saying. But this girl explained. I said, teach me. I'm the teacher, but you teach me. And she said, there's some sounds that I like. I was like, people crunching on their food? How gross. And she's like, hey, worked for me. And it's this low-grade euphoria, I guess people experience with certain sounds, certain sounds. And there are some classic ones. Like I'm saying, rain on the roof is my ASMR, autonomous sensory meridian response. But there are people that go to YouTube to either watch something or just hear something and it coats them in delight. It envelops them in a wonderful feeling. Something visceral, something natural, automatic. So I looked it up a little bit. I read a little bit. Here's a few. Uh, listening to people whisper. Do you like that? Do you like when I whisper? Or is it annoying? I kind of feel like I'm annoying you right now. But maybe there are some people enjoying that. Uh, listening to repetitive sounds. Like someone turning the pages of a book. And it could also be visual. It could be watching people prepare food. We know there's a lot of cooking shows. ASMR could be receiving personal attention like grooming, makeup application, hairbrushing. Could also be tapping nails onto surfaces. I figure that's irritating for a lot of people, but for some, I guess it works. Some types of music, obviously, some instruments. Listening to people just crumple up paper. They've done surveys on this, but there's really not a lot of science of what's happening with those sounds that we love. There are some sounds that I truly love. Along the lines of deluges and heavy rain, uh, cars driving through puddles, love that sound. Like the visual too. Uh, airplanes, I wrote this down, airplanes revving up the engine. You know when it's time to go? And maybe it's the excitement of, all right, we're traveling, finally we're traveling. But when the airplane, before it even starts to taxi, you just kind of feel that, oh, take it up a notch, pal. The din of a sporting event or a concert, that's before anything starts, just the collective voices becoming a blurred sound. I love the sound of a din. When it's like over a thousand voices just blended into a blur. My wife likes the sound of scrambled eggs hitting the pan for a sizzle. She mentions it every time. Every time I make scrambled eggs, I hear her voice from the other room. Oh, I like that. I like that. 
She's having an ASMR response. And also, here's something that's weird. Pads colliding in a tackle football game. Not quite helmet to helmet, but the rub. I've been on the field for some Aztecs games, some Chargers games, and it's a different sound. When you actually get that close to it, TV doesn't do it justice, radio doesn't do it justice, but when you're on the field and you could really see these athletes just collide, there's something about that sound that's just satisfying. Maybe that's the barbarian in me. Let me see blood. But as these pads, I mean, there's a ton of pads. There's a ton of body parts colliding in an NFL game. I like that sound. What's happening within me? I don't know. Everybody has their own triggers. You know what it is for you. Is it something tapping? Something stirring? The sound of something spraying? You like that sound of something spraying? And what I've learned is none of this is sexual. None of this is sexual. When I say euphoric feeling, it's just rain on the roof for me. I'm happy. Now I'm happy. I've never been unhappy when it's raining, when it's an atmospheric river falling above my head. But people are going to YouTube for this. People want to trigger that euphoria. And some people like a crunching apple. Me? No. I don't think I would like that. Not one bit. Mr. Rosenberg, mute yourself. She it. But as I said, even though there's very little scientific research, I did read that our brains are just wired for pleasure and pain. Our brains are wired for positive and negative behavioral feedback at all times. Just that's how we live throughout the day. All the stimulation, all the sensation, we're immediately evaluating. Well, that feels good. That doesn't feel good. That feels good. That doesn't feel good. And it's different for everybody. There's a range of likes and dislikes. Like nothing even gets close to rain on the roof for me. But for someone else, they're probably like, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's fine. But I want some research. Give me some science of what's happening. All right, the other night I was leaving my mom's. We were having dinner over there. And as I buckled my almost four-year-old into the car seat, it was nighttime, nighttime in the suburbs. And out of nowhere, this is kind of weird. Out of nowhere, I just said, hey, Mila, do you think we're going to see a coyote? And she laughed and said, no. And I said, do you think we're going to see a deer? Do you think we're going to see a skunk, a raccoon, a mountain lion? And I go down the animals. But the first one was coyote. Hey, Mila, do you think we're going to see a coyote? Two minutes later, as I'm driving, I had to stop. I had to hit the brakes because something came out of the darkness, came out of the shadows, and yes, it was a coyote. Very weird coincidence. My wife could attest to this. I'm not making this up. Ask my wife. And even she was like, wow, oh my God, that is a coyote. And I had my lights on. I kind of followed it a little bit. Then it ran off into the hills. Coyote crossed my path when I was driving. My daughter was so upset. She didn't see it. She thought we were probably messing around. Mila, did you see it? Did you see it? That's it. That's a coyote. Ran right in front of my car. I Googled it. Had to Google it. It was just too mystical. And what I found, you just Google anything, by the way. This is how we live. It said, seeing a coyote is a sign that you're in front of some life-changing decisions and you need to fully engage with your mind to make the right choice. Or, I didn't just read the first article. Another article, I Googled, significance of a coyote crossing your path. 
It said, it speaks of the worries you should let go of. Start fresh, start anew, take pleasure in the new things you can do. And I said, huh, if I mentioned this on episode 162, maybe I could break it down, deliver some insight. Uh, But no, I can't. That's pretty much face value. Forget your worries and start fresh. Don't you love when advice is so obvious, yet it's also so obvious that you can't obey it? Like if someone came to me with their problems and I was just like, hey, why don't you forget about that shit and just start fresh? They'd be like, uh, okay. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that dismissive approach. I was really waiting for something. Well, a coyote crossed in front of my car on the night that I mentioned a coyote to my daughter. And just some bullshit online. The World Wide Web. You gotta love the World Wide Web. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This means um, you have big decisions in front of you? Yep. Put it online. Put it online. What was I expecting? Am I the guy that opens a fortune cookie and really hopes it connects with me? I think I am. How embarrassing. Do I read Virgo once in a while? Yeah, I read Virgo. And that oddly does connect. No joke. I read a lot of horoscopes. And they're mostly accurate. They mostly pinpoint any issues I'm facing. Any Virgos out there? Raise your hand. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, a few of you. Okay, you know what it's like. You know what it's like to be sensitive and routine-oriented. You know what it's like. Although I'm not big on to-do lists. I feel like I could still store it in my mind. Isn't that crazy? I don't have a planner. I don't have a calendar. I don't have a to-do list. Yet I'm on time to everything and I don't forget shit. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying one day... I'll have to get a planner and I'll have to get a calendar and I'll have to get a watch, but I've lived my life this way and it's worked. I think I have an internal to-do list, a checklist, a clock. It's in there. It's in there. I do my daily calm meditations. I do my daily calm meditations and there's always a message at the end and I love it. And then I always just forget it. How could I love something so much and then just go, yeah, I'm kind of incapable of taking that knowledge in and immediately applying to my life. That's why I hope some of it is subconscious. Just by doing the meditation that subconsciously I'm becoming less reactive and I'm adhering to some of these philosophies because really I'm not writing it down and I'm not practicing it each and every day. Like I'm not repeating mantras to myself. Coyote cross my path. Let my worries go. Coyote cross my path. Let my worries go. Every day it's a new message. The 10 minute daily calm. And I'll give myself credit, but just like a lot of people who meditate, you feel like a terrible meditator. You're like, I've been meditating for so many years and God damn it, I still get annoyed by shit. But that's part of it. That's part of it to not condemn yourself. I love that. When a guru tells you it's okay, it's okay. If you tune out and you still get irritated, it's okay. You don't condemn yourself. You be kind to yourself. You be kind to yourself. Be gentle to yourself. God damn it. Coyotes are amazing though. Aren't they? Aren't they? What are they doing when it's raining? I'm watching Monday Night Football under a blanket. What's a coyote doing? I'm not trying to be funny right now. Do they look for a tree or or do they just say bring it? This is part of being a coyote. Sometimes it's windy and I live outside. Sometimes it rains and I don't own an umbrella. Okay, that's a hacky bit. What does a coyote do when it rains? 
take a sip of your sangria and then get back to me at jrosenberg957 on Twitter. An app I no longer have. All right, on the topic of obvious advice, don't think twice, it's all right. What if I say that? Don't think twice, it's all right. You think of Bob Dylan, right? It's one of my favorite Bob Dylan songs of all time. And I always thought, oh, Bob, you got your heart broken, didn't you, you bastard? Your girlfriend left you. She moved to Italy to study abroad in the 60s. She never came back, Bob. And it inspired you to write this wonderful song that I listen to every morning as I'm making the scrambled eggs and it hits the pan and my wife goes, hey, I like that sound. (laughs) You making scrambled eggs? I love that sound. Yeah. Yeah, I am. But it's true. Every morning, I got a little morning mix. I always put on Bob Dylan. Don't think twice. It's all right. I Googled it. I Googled the song. What's the meaning? And Bob was once interviewed. And he said, it's not a love story. It's not about that. No. He said it's about training your mind not to dwell on stuff. Literally. Don't think twice. Just move forward. It's all right. So Bob, who's a great philosopher, he really is. I was once on a backpacking trip and our backpacking leader just started reciting his lyrics and we didn't know it was Bob Dylan. This backpacking leader who was training us for the great outdoors just started reading some of the songs and some of his poems and it was like eloquent. And then you go, wow, that was Bob, huh? Like clearly not a great voice. Most people say, all right, not a great voice. And the guy seems to be a total enigma. You know, who really knows Bob Dylan? Who really understands that old man? Some of the songs are like riddles. You're like, I'm saying the lyrics. I just don't get it. What does he mean when he says this? And what does he mean when he says this? But in the interview, he's like, don't overthink it. I'm not talking about heartbreak. I'm just saying, don't think twice. It's all right. But why does this song resonate so deeply with people? And when I ask that question, why? I ask because the amount of amazing musicians that have covered this song is pretty fascinating. If I told you Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash, and then I'll play a beautiful cover as well from this guy named Chris Tile. But I think people like a breakup song. I think when people get dumped, which is a rite of passage in life, they kind of like a breakup mix. They do. Getting dumped No one loves it, but it kind of unites us all, right? We've been dumped. If you haven't been dumped, stop listening to this podcast. Go go some other direction. This podcast is about people that get dumped. Then later in life, embrace the growth and the strength that comes from the low points. That's life. You lean into it. I tell a lot of my friends nowadays, I say, you want to deepen this friendship? Let's start talking about the lows. Forget the old, hey, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Family's good, how are you? We're good, we're good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, how are you? That's a boring conversation, how are you? Well, I was in a bit of a rut last month. I go, okay, now let's get into that relatability. Now let's get into it, the psychology of what we're clinging to. Let's discover our behavioral patterns. Let's go, let's kick up some dust. Let's talk about our childhoods. That's the type of shit that unites us. The old, how are you? We're good. We're doing good. We're hanging in there. How are you? I'm fine. What a boring exchange. 98% of the exchanges we have. Hey, how you been? Pretty good, man. You? Yeah, we're doing well. 
How about the people that have had their hearts ripped out of their sternums and stomped on and then tossed in the recycling bin? No, put that in the trash. You can't recycle that shit. Put in the trash. So that's why it's such a classic Bob Dylan. It's not because your stupid advice of, yeah, uh, don't think twice about anything. Yeah, don't think twice about anything. Uh, just, uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Bob, come on. She left you. She went to Italy. She left you high and dry. She never came back. She destroyed you. You wrote a song about it. You can humanize yourself by being honest, Bob. Bob, who hates to do interviews. Also, Paul Simon doesn't like doing interviews, but no one asked. All right, so let me give you a little taste of these covers, of these renditions. Why would Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Dolly Parton, why would all of these heavyweight musicians cover this song? It's because they know it means something. It means something. All right, let's start with Bob. Well, it ain't no use to sit and wonder why, baby. Even you don't know by now. And it ain't no use to sit and wonder why, baby. It'll never do somehow. When your rooster crows at the break of dawn. Look out your window and I'll be gone You're the reason I'm traveling on But don't think twice, it's alright It's just so beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. just makes you happy. Maybe that's your ASMR, Bob's voice. Don't think twice. And if you look at the cover of this album, The Freewheelin' Bob Dylan, Google it right now, The Freewheelin' Bob Dylan, has he ever looked happier? And you see that girl on his arm? You see his girlfriend? Yeah, that's the one that left him. That's how. That's the story. That's how the story goes. So, of course, this is an amazing breakup song. And you know Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard heard it and they said, Yeah, let's cover it. Let's do it. We know what it's like when a woman breaks your heart. Can I get a documentary on those travels on that tour? Those two legends. Willie's voice, that's ASMR for me. Willie Nelson's voice, that's just a friendly sound. All right, how about Dolly? What did Dolly do with it? She brought in a little harmonica. A little finger picking, of course. All right, Dolly. Don't matter anyhow 
So beautiful. Look out your window and I'll be gone. You're the reason I'm traveling home. Don't think twice, it's alright. Oh yeah, just put this song on every breakup mix. Have you ever had a breakup mix? A cassette? CD? What was it? Tell me. Is it on Spotify right now? You have a breakup mix, don't you? You I I see you. I see you. By the way, Dolly Parton, aging beautifully still selling out big auditoriums big arenas also huge philanthropist gives a lot of money to education i couldn't love dolly more and you know who else people love a man named johnny cash you just know it's johnny well it ain't no use to sit and wonder why baby you don't know by now And it ain't no use to sit and wonder why, baby It'll never do anyhow When your roosters are crowing At the break of dawn Look out your window And I'll be gone You're the reason why I'm traveling on don't think twice it's all right god with that voice and that on stage bravado you kind of separate yourself from the pack and we always picture like what kind of crowd he has but interestingly it goes so far beyond that like for johnny cash you're picturing some whiskey drinking marlboro red smoking leather jacket wearing motorcycle riding tattooed fan in the crowd But you know there's someone in San Francisco right now at a coffee shop on their MacBook, some woke hipster who's loving it as well. You know, there's people in India right now who are just enjoying it. There's people in Japan right now just enjoying Johnny Cash. The true fame goes well beyond what you envision their demographic to be. Like Willie Nelson. Country stoners? No. Hip-hop fans love them. Dolly. Southern Bells? No. You go to these shows, I bet there's such a cross-section of ages and races, ethnicities, just a bunch of people who are like, you know what? Yeah, it's undeniable. I like the sound. Isn't that pretty wild how many people have covered that? But the most beautiful cover I've heard is from a guy I've never heard of, Chris Tile, and I am going to play that as we go out. As we go out. Quick little episode tonight. I figured why not? Why not heat up the old mic as everyone in the house is sleeping? And hopefully I didn't keep them up. Our walls are kind of thin, so hopefully the sound is not reverberating through the house as everyone has to listen to this bullshit. I did burn my thumb cooking tonight. This was called a steam burn. Sometimes uh, I accidentally touch a hot pan. Sometimes I get a little oil from the pan right in the eyeball. What are your cooking injuries? You know what I mean. Are you just icing yourself? Where's the Neosporin, honey? Do we have lavender oil? Isn't that good for burns and cuts? Babe, did you ever study tourniquets? No, I'm good. I'm good. The turkey burgers are ready, but I might just be in the bathroom for an hour. I think I average two a month. SCIs, severe cooking injuries. 
I'll just touch a hot skillet. Oh, fuck. There was one night, this is true, where I bought hot peppers by accident. I was trying to do stuffed peppers. You know, stuffed peppers. Mild. I guess I didn't read the label. I got hot peppers, and as I was taking the seeds out with my bare hands, taking the seeds out, there's a word. Actually, I'm going to Google the word right now. I learned the word that night. Hold on. Hold on. Googling on the podcast. What's the word I'm looking for? What makes peppers hot? I'll recognize the word. Yep, capsaicin. There it is. C-A-P-S-A-I-C-I-N. The capsaicin inside the pepper activates a protein in people's cells called TRPV1. This protein's job is to sense heat. Okay, so I had a real capsaicin incident. A real capsaicin episode. The heat of a chili pepper is not actually a taste. No, it comes from a feeling, the body's pain response. So as I was, you know, just taking seeds out to try to hollow them out to put some ground beef in there, sour cream, cheddar cheese, the works, my hands just started burning. And it lasted for four hours. I remember going to sleep that night. I was like, do I just shove my hands in a jar of mayo? Do I sleep with my hands in ice? Has anybody ever experienced Hot pepper burn capsaicin on the hands. That shit lingers for a while. It's an embarrassing injury because no one really cares. I mean, you tear your ACL, people probably give you a little pity, right? You have a gash, you need stitches, people give you pity. But if you're like, I was trying to prepare stuffed peppers, they're like, shut the fuck up. That's the only response you deserve if you have an SCI from peppers. Severe cooking injuries? Let me think, what else? You're just boiling water for noodles and it overflows over the pot because you were in the other room checking Twitter and you come in and the boiling water's boiling over the stovetop like a molten lava eruption on Mount Vesuvius. Hey, honey, I'll be in the bathroom for another hour. We got some boiling water on the balls. You got some boiling water on the balls. I believe that's a Johnny Cash song or a Willie Nelson song or a Merle Haggard song or a Dolly Parton song or a Bob Dylan song, but nothing is nicer than this, than this cover that I will leave you with as this episode fades away into the books. And yes, folks, I'll talk to you soon. Ain't no use to sit and wonder why, babe 
doesn't matter anyhow When you rooster crows at the break of dawn Look out your window and I'll be gone You're the reason that I'm traveling on Don't think twice, it's alright 